Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, hello. Welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast presented to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Johnny Venerable. He's Bo Brock. And Bo, I wish I loved anything as much <laughs> as the Arizona Cardinals love not practicing. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's there's another week of football and another slew of Arizona Cardinals that are uh, on the mend. I mean, are any of them getting closer to helping the team out avoid a disastrous week two after a disastrous week one? That's something we're going to get into today. But yeah, I mean, this team has been after a country club training camp and preseason they continue to be ravaged by injury. We'll see if uh, it's something that they can overcome, especially against a talented Raiders team that's licking its wounds like the Cardinals at 0-1. Uh, for the second consecutive week with official injury reports out, Bo Brock, you were live at practice, did not see J.J. Watt, big number 99, take the field. That's disappointing. Uh, and then we've got some candid comments from Cliff Kingsbury with Justin Pugh not particularly being close. Those are two of your top six players in Watt's case, the top paid player on the team, not even practicing ahead of what many of us believe, and we'll get into it later, is a must-win against the Raiders. I mean, like, how, how do the pieces fall into place here? Who's playing left guard this week? Can we expect Watt? Miraculous covery. What do you know? Yeah, I mean, what we saw was Watt walking off the field kind of with the training staff before the Arizona Cardinals really kind of started practice today. So he wasn't even a participant. You couldn't even say he's limited. Cliff, I mean, you all, everybody that watches the show on a daily basis, we appreciate that. But you know what I'm going to say Cliff says as far as his status. Johnny, do you want to fill in the blank here? J.J. Watt is? Um, I don't know. Day-to-day. Yes, he's day-to-day, as is Rondell Moore, as is is Justin Pugh, so on and so forth. I mean, that's that's unfortunately you're not going to – we get a little context on a couple of these injuries. Like Zach Ertz, he wasn't there today. He's coming off the calf. Cliff expects him to start to be a full participant come tomorrow. J.J. Watt is one of those things that uh, they really don't want him to do anything like Ertz and re-aggravate things like he said he did as far as his calf injury goes. Uh, J.J. Watt, they're, they're just kind of taking along with kid gloves right now. They're, they're hoping to get him an off-injured guy, as, as our guy Howard Balzer pointed out, and I'll, we'll get into that in a little bit later. But J.J. Watt, they want him ready more for the, the, the more of the season than maybe week one and week two. And, and rush things and, and get him injured like 
he's been so far the last couple uh, years of his career. So, look, the Arizona Cardinals, Rondell Moore, I, I don't have any confidence that Rondell Moore is going to be ready for a second consecutive week. Uh, Justin Pugh, what, uh, what Cliff said is he has a long way to go coming off that stinger. Um, so that seems like his 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 status is is certainly in jeopardy, and we'd be shocked if he was available in, in week two. And then uh, Ron, you know, it, when you look at uh, as far as the defensive side of the ball, encouraging things as far as Marco Wilson was a full participant. Trayvon Mullen was out there working out. Uh, he was kind of shadowing Byron Murphy because I think once they get back up to full strength, uh, you've got. It's going to be your two outside corners are going to be Marco and Trayvon. And then you've got Byron Murphy sliding to a more comfortable spot inside a spot that we saw Isaiah, Isaiah Simmons, un, unfortunately, become kind of a whipping boy uh, for week one of the NFL season from the Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, uh, Zach Ertz re-aggravated his calf. Uh, as he, as Bo Brock mentioned, I've re-aggravated my anger toward this team, as have a lot <laughs> of the fan base. Uh, let's get to some of these comments here. Picking spreads, I pissed off. 49er fans on TikTok. That's never a bad thing. I should. Uh, y'all have taken fields, and then they all screamed and freaked out at me. It was a good time. Listen, we got to do what we got to do. We got to enjoy the misery of others right now when we're lowly in our own misery. Hey, Chris. Mm-hmm. Hey, fam. Uh, 91 Clay Combe. I think this is the biggest thing. Need practice urgency. What the F does Cliff do if he de- isn't in charge of practice? Well, I think it speaks to the lo- a lot of the criticism that they are too laxed, their approach was meant to, I think, decrease injuries and workloads, and it Mm -hmm. has backfired significantly. Not only were they unable to do the former, now the latter has happened, that they go out and they get embarrassed in week one. Uh, As Clay Combs says that uh, Cliff mentioned, the Chiefs looked like they were in midseason form, and uh, the Cardinals did not. So um, we're going to talk about all things practice today, Arizona Cardinals, but I want to start with this, Bo. So you mentioned Pew, you mentioned Watt. Pew, Mm -hmm. Justin Pew in particular, was a player they had to coax into coming back to this team this year. He was all but retired, lost a bunch of weight for his wedding. Kind of, this story kind of flew under the radar at the beginning of the summer because we were all fixated with Rodney Hudson, and rightfully so. Mm-hmm. But I, I just go back to the fact that, specifically with Pew and Watt, do you feel like both of their bodies have given out to the point where it it's almost like they're retired? I know that we expect them to come back at some point. They were not placed on injured reserve. Although knowing the Cardinals retroactively, they could probably play some on injured reserve. But to me, it just feels like Pew had one foot out. They coaxed him into coming back in. A lot of the fans, this is this is not something that I'm coming up with. I, I probably got 10 messages to say, just cut Justin Pugh. Why are the Cardinals not cutting Justin Pugh based on you and I, our text messages we exchanged earlier today? What's the alternative, I guess? Well, yeah, watch watch the film. Watch Sean Harlow play guard. It's not pretty. You, you like the alternative it's it's like just completely you know not doing your homework versus doing poor homework or taking your test or just completely not showing up for that test because you didn't prepare you're probably going to get a shitty score but at least you, you got a score that you can work with down the line you don't have an absolute just flunking grade or zero uh i think that's what you have with right now who's in place the backup it's not cody ford who unfortunately is not available i saw Corey ford he's a mammoth of a man he's hobbling around he's not healthy so if you can get justin Pugh back before cody ford is slated to potentially come off the ir that's that's a bonus for the arizona cardinals i think you know unfortunately the arizona cardinals and, and i see it in the chat you know relying upon these 30 plus year old off the injured, injured players that's why they were available that's why you know and, and that's a harsh lesson to have learned you know, Justin Pugh came to this franchise in 2018, Johnny, uh, along with Andre Smith, 
uh, because their offensive line was in shambles and they needed to get some veterans to plug and play, but they were available because of either their lack of production or their inability to stay on the field. And, and you know, mo- more so uh, with Pew on the ladder there, uh, you you have mm. to that that's on Steve Kime and hopefully you know as we start to see him kind of change how he's building rosters he's shying away from these guys we're not seeing them add is is older guys you know outside of the the Watt edition last off season I think that the Arizona Cardinals just need to start you know relying they have to obviously draft better to develop more depth but you know that's what you're going to see from these guys I mean. The guys, as you said before, Johnny, guys who are hurt stay hurt. And unfortunately, like any, if you can get any kind of playing time, and Howard Bolster pointed this out in his article most recently at gophnx.com, it with JJ Watt, you know, the cards were seven and zero with Watt in the lineup last year. But look, he was only he's only been available seven games of potentially eighteen in his Cardinals career, and fifty five of the last ninety eight games. That's fifty six percent. You know, it's not an indictment on his leadership. It's just tough to to lead, as Howard points out, from the training room. So it's those guys became available because of their inability to stay on the on the playing field. The Arizona Cardinals viewed it as, look, we can win healthy. They can help us. It's just they haven't been available. And that's, you know, on full display to kick off this season. Well, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt or a pass, I should say, because he's been with this franchise during this entire rebuilding process. And look, he's missed some games here and there, but largely he's been an effective player. The Cardinals have gotten their money's worth, I think, out of Justin Pugh. He's taken pay cuts each of the last two seasons. The reality with 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 Watt in particular is he is being paid a premium. He's the highest paid player on the team. He was their marquee free agent addition last offseason, made all the noise right before the start of free agency. And... I know they got off to a roaring start, but it's a what have you done for me lately league. And it's evident that he misses the second half of last year. They collapse. Right. And that's through their own fault. It wasn't just because Watt wasn't available. And then, I mean, it's, it's going to leave a bad taste in fans mouths. And I've heard it and you've heard it that how can you go all off season and get your body ready and then not be available when the season starts? When it's you frustrating, are, but what are you going to do? I don't know. I mean, what do you do? I mean, I, you can't say it's lack of preparation or is not taking care of yourself. I don't think another that, organization that's going through something like this. Well, I mean, it's a it's, very unique situation where you have this player who's being any the highest paid player on every team. I, I guarantee I could go through over the cap dot com. They're all playing for better or worse. This is a situation that's that's specific to J.J. Watt and the Cardinals. They put their all their eggs in this basket. And right now, well, and that's that's the Cardinals fault. That's the Cardinal. That's an organization thing. That's that's, but you know, if you're sitting there last, uh, it was it February when he became available, uh, the Arizona Cardinals would have taken more flack for not going after him. If he was willing to come here than they would have by right now, as they've signed him and he hasn't been available, you know, for, for 11 games of his Cardinals tenure. Well, the popular move is not always as we've seen the right move. Yeah. The popular move is not always the right move. And I think that that's, 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 that's that move sent a message, and it was a, the correct message at the time. I mean, this came, this team came out of gates on fire. It was seven and zero at the point. At that point, they were what ten and two at one point. They were leading the NFC West. They were they were a team that was legitimately contending. And that that mess that message was sent back when they signed Watt was we're going to be a contender in the third year of this this rebuild. Okay, so let's fast forward to to the next year then, knowing that J.J. Watt is on the last year of his contract, very similar to Carson Palmer-esque, no heir apparent. The Cardinals did not go out and get, I don't know, some insurance on the defensive line as a free agent. You know, first round of the NFL draft, it was a bad defensive line class. Mm -hmm. We both agreed on that. 
why not open the checkbook a little bit more than saying, hey, we love you, JJ. Zach Allen's been hurt up and down his career. We got some developmental guys. We need to make sure we hedge our bet here a little bit. They've got all this cash right now they're just sitting on. Do you think they regret? I I'm not, I don't want to go back in the free agency <laughs> and, and look at what took place, but there were some second-tier free agents they could have afforded on the defensive line. And that Somebody changes the outcome as far as last Sunday? Let's let's be capable. Can we be capable? I don't know. It's just the fact, and it's not, you can't say hindsight, well, they signed this player, so they couldn't. They didn't sign anybody. They didn't sign anybody. They went into this philosophy of we're going to play our internal guys, and that is a staunch opposite of the commitment that they've made and the approach that they've made each of the last couple of years. If I'm Steve Kime, the only thing I can hang my hat on, because at the end of the day, I saw somebody arguing today, and I it was an interesting argument. It's like, even if... Kyle Shanahan can't develop Trey Lance. Let's say Trey Lance is a bust, but he wins consistently with Jimmy Garoppolo. He's not getting fired. It's the same reason Steve Kime, even though his draft record is bad, mm-hmm. historically not good, why is he employed? He just got his, what, second or third extension? The reason being is he wins games. He's above 500 as a GM for the Cardinals. Why now are you choosing to take this approach that is not in line with what you've done to win and i know kyler's contract throws a wrench in that but they're not paying kyler anything this year that to me it's i i know you want to be a draft and develop organization but we have a resume we have you know um a a grouping of of statistics that say it's not your strength for better or worse turn over your scouting department figure some things out but steve your free agent signings your trades are your bread and butter of what has Mm. gotten this team into the playoffs. Kudos to you. Do those things. Because I'm afraid right now we are too reliant on Steve Kimes draft classes. Yeah. And there, there have been free agents of note, one year, two year deals that you could have gotten to bolster this team. Right. And like we're going around in circles here and we're basically saying the same thing. I mean, I think it the, the it, it falls on the shoulders of, of the general manager here. It's it's not on the player who can't stay healthy. I mean, it, I guarantee you every single person, all 60 plus people watching this show, if they were you know asked like, hey, you didn't do your job, you, you need to return uh paychecks right now like it's absurd to me like people are, are mad about jj watt and saying he needs to retire now and the guy i guarantee you the guy's doing everything he possibly can to get I on the playing field and to stay on the playing field as long as possible he knows he hasn't like shied away from his in- inability to play in it's an easy injury. target because time's not in the news it's, Kime it's, it's a stupid news. one i think i think it's, it's dumb i think it's i mean it's it's football it's effing football and people are mad when when guys yeah, but do- it is it is the first game like i get right. He plays the first two games. He gets hurt. That's a different conversation. Like, it is hard to go from the offseason with no activity into game one and just not being available. That's that's hard thing to do. Just like last year, he ran the conditioning test, hurt his hamstring. Let's get to some of these <laughs> comments. Teddy, Teddyus, uh, Cliff is the author to our own pain. Well, that's one way to look at it. Uh, Jordan P, D-line wasn't the issue. It was Vance continually blitzing Mahomes. Uh, who is elite versus the blitz is something we're going to talk about later on at four TD passes against the blitz. Stevie Taylor, Steve Kine puts the team out there. He hasn't filled the holes we needed. Uh, Clay Combe, if I hear somebody else mention the D line or Zavin is the problem, I'm going to throw something uh, top G casuals are still blaming all of this on K one. Well, not these two casuals. And then Avery <laughs> says, I wouldn't mind missing the playoffs 
just to get rid of Khan. It would have to be Yuck. a disastrous season. Turn in your fandom. That, Turn in your fan card right now. Something that this show is not rooting for. I do no. not want to go. I don't want to watch two and seven, two and fifteen, uh, and having to eat that. Do you know how long this offseason was? Do you know how long we waited to actually just see games played? It's and now September. We're, now we're ready to punt just because we like a couple defensive ends or corners in the draft. Or just I mean, I would love to have Will Anderson. And, and, yeah, because the track record says that Bidwell would be completely ready to fire his buddy that's helped him, you know, the last 20-plus years in that organization. It, it ain't happening, and it, that's a, that's the wrong thing to root for in this situation. It's – it's yeah, come on now. That's Bo, give, give me some good news. Give me some good news. Did Trayvon Mullen look like an all pro today? What's going on with that? <laughs> I, I tweeted out a video of Trayvon Mullen. You can find it on, on my Twitter at Bob Rack, uh, where he's just shadowing Byron Murphy and he's, he's going like 10% speed. And people are like, oh, that's a hard rep. Like he's out there. He, he just had toe surgery. He missed week one. You want him available and they want him out there just turning and burning on the field, just testing that toe out immediately. Uh, he's look, he's, he's on the right path. Cliff will not like everything. He's not going to commit to whether or not he's going to be available for the Trayvon Mullen revenge game that we all want to sign up for on Sunday. But Ooh. look, when we look at when you look at the game film and you look at the coaching and you look at how how Isaiah Simmons played the most snaps on the field at slot corner, that the biggest hole and, and biggest problem was who was in the slot and who was trying to cover at that point. Trayvon Mullen would significantly help this defense just being a cornerback playing slot cornerback or Byron Murphy slipping inside and then Trayvon Mullen slipping outside. It would just be a huge help to this defense overall. And then, yeah, you talk about the defensive line. Yeah, they weren't that bad. And Zayvon Collins had his best game as a pro. So, you know, you start to kind of cook with grease a little bit, but man, they were down tremendous as far as Sunday goes. It doesn't give an excuse for the game plan, but who was available and who was not not available was a big problem. And it's continued to be a storyline, Johnny, as we make our way from week one to week two. Yeah. Cardinals, as you mentioned in week two are an underdog right now, minus five and a half are the Las Vegas Raiders on DraftKings. And speaking of underdogs, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you about the easiest and most fun way to spice up your football season. It's underdog fantasy and their pick them game. It's fantastic. Bo and I dabbled over the weekend ourselves while we were hanging out at the Lola. Just look at your favorite or in this case, your least favorite player stats. Pick between two to five players for your pick them entry. And whether you think they'll end up with higher or low totals that week, uh, you get the picks right. You can win up to 20 times your money in a single night. Unfortunately for Bo and I, uh, lost to the GM Saul Bookman, uh, which, uh, you know, it's never fun. Never fun to lose oh. your boss and anything. We uh, would love to revenge that those efforts, avenge those efforts this weekend. We're going to do it on Underdog. Uh, you can search in the App Store. I click the link in the show notes. And here's what you got to do. Remember this. Promo code PHNX and Underdog will double your first deposit up to 100. So you deposit 100. Bam, you get 200. You got to use that promo code, though, PHNX. That's Underdog Fantasy. Get in on the action boat today. We are going to have an unbelievable watch party this Sunday, week two, Raiders, Cardinals, and we're going to be in Tempe watching at Four Peaks, drinking some incredible beer, eating the amazing food, enjoying the 220 
inches of splendor that is displayed on the television. Now, the 220 inches, I didn't even think they made TVs that big before Peaks has one. And we're going to be watching the Silver and Black take on the Cardinals, trying to avoid an 0-1 start. Four Peaks has the best food, has the best beer. You can figure out whether you want the Kilt Lifter, you want the Wow Joy Bus Wheat, or you want the Hazy or an IPA person. This Sunday... September 18th, 1230. We're hanging out at Four Peaks. Our watch party, enjoy drink specials, Cardinals ticket giveaways, and all 220 inches of that uh, screen experience. Check out the link in our description on our YouTube page here and wherever you may be listening to this podcast. Got to be 21 years or older to enjoy that Redbird lager or whatever beer you're drinking and enjoy it responsibly if you're going to dabble Johnny let's get more into today's practice and look forward to Sunday's game more importantly as both these teams are 0-1 and this this uh, these two words get thrown around a lot almost at nauseum especially in the NFL and the college ranks as far as football goes is Sunday in your opinion right now a must win yes 100% um not just because uh, teams that start 0-2 <laughs> haven't made the playoffs, what, since 2018? We've got a stat here I want to showcase in a second. But the Cardinals play the L.A. Rams at home. They've never beaten the L.A. Rams under Sean McVay at State Farm Stadium. You would have to do something you've never done before. I don't like those chances. Cardinals haven't won a home game since October of last year. I'm sorry. This This needs to be a W. Because then you can breathe a little bit because you know you have Carolina in two weeks with Baker Mayfield, whom you're 2-0 against with Cliff Kingsbury. You have to win this game. You do not win this game. The the amount of pressure that will be on this organization because you start 0-3, I mean, like, do people start getting fired? Around the NFL landscape, look at it historically. You start 0-3, people get fired. Defensive coordinators, especially for teams that are in a position like the Cardinals where they invest premium money and are trying to reach the postseason. And the NFC is down. Look at the round of the landscape. The NFC, it's not great. No. You have to win this game. You need to pull out all the stops. And I think that's what's frustrating when we hear the hyperbole around, well, we got to keep J.J. Watt ready for the stretch mm-hmm. run. We got to have him ready to go for the last 10 to 12 games. I'm sorry. <laughs> the games count now just as much as they do in December and January. And everybody loves to throw that Cliff Kingsbury stat of how he finishes the season. Well, shit, guys. You don't win games now. It doesn't matter what you do at the end of the season. You can't win the Super Bowl today. You can't win the division today, the postseason today. But you can lose it because you could fast forward. Hey, oh, if we'd only gotten that one W, right? It's like two years ago. If we only had beaten New England in New England. If we we only did this, that, and the other. Only beating the Niners at home when Jeff Wilson ran wild. You need to win this game. You want to be taken seriously as a franchise that has continuity, Everybody got re-signed. Everybody got new contracts. The Raiders did not look good against the Chargers, right? I know they have Devontae Adams. Their defense is not great. They have a head coach that Bo and I and a lot of people feel like is over his head, is a little bit of a fraud, as I love to use that term. (laughs) You cannot start 0-2. Absolutely, it is a must-win, Bo Brock. Uh, McDaniels, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. He goes and he's, he returns to where he was successful before and, and has success again. But that's as an OC with the with the Patriots. Some interesting things uh, Cliff Kingsbury said about his relationship with Josh McDaniels. We'll cover her in just a bit. But no, I think more importantly, I, I don't think 0-2 sinks you. I, I saw the good point in the chat as far as how 0-2 teams as far as last year didn't make it. And we've got the graphic we're going to put up here as far as 0-2 teams and the likelihood that they make the playoffs. But as far 
far as this team goes, and, and Kyler Murray tried to stop the talk about last year today during his press availability and said, this is a different team, this is a different year. We're not talking about last year. But for he, he might not think that, but everybody else is. That's the narrative around this team. Is it, it, They continue, this is festering. Like, this is getting out of control. And they've got to start to change the narrative. And the way they can do that is against a team that, that's struggling as well. A quarterback that just threw three interceptions, a, a head coach that might not be ready for prime time yet again, and uh, a defense that, what, they put $87 million guaranteed dollars in the pass rush and got zero sacks last week from Chandler Jones and Max Crosby. This team needs to start to change the narrative as far as the Arizona Cardinals with a win. Like we see right now, everybody in our Twitter mentions, Johnny, everybody in the chat is, is is skeptical that this team can do what it did last year and contend for a playoff spot again because it hasn't seen it play well in far too long, almost a, a calendar year uh, since the 7-0 start. So they need to start to kind of change that. And the only way they can do that, like what's what's the – What's the trump card? What can change everything? And it's just winning. Winning changes the perception of mostly everything and will help you kind of lick your wounds and, and continue to get better on the fly instead of being 0-2. You know, this team would be – it would be tough to come back from. I don't think it's impossible. But, you know, to end that trend without any real, like, positivity coming out of two weeks of football, that would be uh, too tough of a task for a guy uh, like Cliff, like Vance Joseph – you know, the, the, the power trust in this in this organization to overcome. Yeah, your record is, right? And I'm sorry. Yeah. I feel like this is an appropriate situation to continue to add on to what happened last year. I get it's a new team, but you got the same coach, the same defensive coach, the same quarterback, the same GM. You didn't add a bunch of players. You're relying on the players that, for the most part, you had last year. So I'm sorry. I... I if they bring up the the you know the notion, well, this is a brand new year. We're zero and two. If they lose this game, no, 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 no. You've lost six of seven dating back to last year, right? You're gonna lose seven of eight. Like that's what the Detroit's do. That's what the Jets do, right? Are you in that category now? I, I'm sorry. This is the NFL. You need, as Bo mentioned, you have to produce. You want people to care about your team. We do it every day. We love this team. We live and die by this team. With every one of you in the comments. But, I mean, it's expensive to go to games. It's expensive to support your team. The mm -hmm. Cardinals, unfortunately, gave us very little reason to be excited about, not the product on the field, but reasons why they were going to supersede the record from last year, right? Mm -hmm. And it's just like, well, we got we to gotta see what we have with draft picks. And I agree with that. But, man, oh, man, like, look at the Raiders going to be trotting out on Sunday. It's like, well, we spent a premium on Devontae Adams. It's paying dividends. And I think Chandler Jones will be up for this game. I don't know. It's it's one of those scenarios where I am not freaking out. I will give them the benefit of the doubt. I have seen Cardinal teams make the playoffs after slow starts. I'm trying to stay very positive. But I understand that, like, I the last time this team was playing well was in early December. I was at the game in Chicago. Yeah. And Kyler Murray threw three touchdowns, and Hopkins was – that was the last time this team looked good. You know, that's, that's almost a year ago. So we have to take them a little bit of face value here. Um, and goodness, I do not want to be sitting here talking about Owen two facing Sean McVay, who they get a cupcake against Atlanta. You know, that's a get right game for them. Cardinals are, I think to a lot of people on the same tier as the Raiders. So go out and beat them, put up, put yeah. together a big boy effort, Bo Brock and, and go out and prove to everybody that the investments you've made coach quarterback combo, it's, it's going to be worth it. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, we, we see as far as we've heard from this team, as far as Kyler Murray and how he thinks that they can kind of dig themselves out of this hole to kind of start the season. Talk to Greg Dortch today about, you know, what was what he thinks that they can do in order to play better against the Raiders. And this is what Dortch told us from the Cardinals locker room. Uh, most definitely. I mean, coming off the L, um, guys want to get back into it. And, um, just go after it, man. I, I think we just need to focus on competing and getting after it and the show up on Sunday. Just focus on competing, focus on the details. Isaiah Simmons said on the defensive side, it's communication. And of course, everybody came at him because he was wearing the green dot. That's not really what he's talking about. He's not talking about the play being relayed from Vance, but more out there as far as him, Zayvon Collins, knowing what they're doing on a play-to-play basis. Like I tweeted out a video of, of a play that should have been a touchdown for the Chiefs. It was one of the few that, you know, it wasn't successful for them, but it could have just been an absolute just – disastrous play for the Cardinals where he missed uh, McCurl Hardman uh, for an easy touchdown because Isaiah Simmons was blitzing from the slot corner position and the person left to cover a guy with 4-3 speed was Zayvon Collins. And it's just like you didn't put him in a, in a position to be successful. But also you see Isaiah Simmons blitz from the slot corner position and he's almost like hesitant. Like he's like, uh, should I leave this spot for just that like short split second where he could have been on Patrick Mahomes with his own four four speed, uh, Simmons own four four speed, and it just when you're that off, when you just don't know what you're doing and your role is on a specific play, like Zayvon sometimes has been seen doing. It's it just you can't play like that in the NFL. You either get a hat on a hat or you get blown up or you just get beat. And uh, the Arizona Cardinals, like communication and just knowing what their job is each and every play is going to be so important against the trio of playmakers for Derek Carr and Adams and Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro. It's a grim reality, those starting 0-2. This was from Josh Dubo on Twitter today, breaking it all down. 27 teams started 0-2 the past three years and none of them have made the playoffs. The last time a team started a season 0-2 and made the playoffs was in 2018 when Houston and Seattle both did it. Now, that stat is a little skewed, Bo Brock, as the teams now play 17 games. So we only have one year tangible yeah. evidence as it relates to a 17-game season. But, I mean, goodness, a team starting 0-2, and, and they're playing the AFC West and the NFC West, like, times are tough, right? I uh, That's why I'm very confident – I. Uh, this is how I feel, Bo. I think we're going to see a different team come Sunday. I think we're going to see a greater sense of urgency from this team that we did not get. I mean, uh, it's unfortunate because I part of me wishes the Raiders had won last weekend. So maybe they take their foot off the gas a little bit. Yeah. But they're they're in that same boat. The Cardinals are facing almost the polar image of themselves on Sunday. A team that's <laughs> universally kind of disrespected, second thought. You know, in a division with you know media darlings and Mahomes and company. And they made the playoffs last year. The Chargers didn't. The Cardinals made the playoffs last year. And both of these teams are, you know, they're fighting for their playoff lives in week two. It's crazy. What else is crazy is if you're not on game time right now, the game time app is fantastic. It's the hottest new ticketing site that makes it easier than ever to score the best deals on tickets to sports, concert, and shows. Listen, if you're thinking about, I may dabble in a Diamondbacks game here or there, well, you can save up to 60% on tickets when you buy tickets at the last minute. It's great for you procrastinators out there, me included. I hate buying them in advance. I have to wait. 
How many people just sit around there thinking to themselves, like, oh, I wouldn't mind going to a game today or I might go into the ASU game or the U of A game down in Tucson? Well, if you love PHNX, trust me, you're going to love game time. The best way to support us is by buying your tickets through the link in the description below. And OGs could uh, help out any game time experience as well. Go hang out and enjoy some of Arizona's Cannabis Kitchen. They've also got some free stuff you can win, including not one, not two, but three bags of OGs gummies, including that orange creamsicle, which is the goat as far as gummies go. It tastes just like it tastes like that that orange creamsicle pop that we all grew up loving but it's it's a gummy it's unbelievable they've also got tropical flavors you got the uh, og's hat you can win by winning the flavoring life sweepstakes you can get that phnx shirt of your choice and also that phnx annual membership you can read howard balser's great work uh, on a daily basis about this arizona cardinals team sign up at gophnx.com click the link in the show notes check out og's online you gotta check them out check out all their products at ogsbrands.com that's o-g-e-e-z brands.com and on instagram at og's brands and uh of course, the products you can find on your local dispensary. Got to be 21 years or older. If you have a couple OGs, you can also might get the, the those cravings and Mountain Mike's at Mesa. Unbelievable pizza. We had some today, guys. Uh, filled me up. Delicious pizza. Doesn't get better. I'm a pineapple on pizza guy. That might get me kind of uh, crushed here in the chat, but I don't care. I, I'm going to live out. In, in front of everybody as, a, as somebody who enjoys pineapple pizza. I'm going to be me. Yeah, I'm going to be me. And I'm going to show that I love pineapple on pizza. It's refreshing and it's a nice change of pace. And uh, you get 15% discount at Chandler and Mesa locations. And that's unbelievable. They can't beat that. Big thanks to Mountain Mike's for hooking us up today with some pizza in these brand new studios that are uh, also, I, I kept the pizza off the great more furniture as well, Johnny. Um, no, there'll be grease stains on there. You'll <laughs> no, pull, uh, You'll pull Michaela just like she did at the uh, Cards Media Room. There'll be some spills. Oh, yeah. There is, yeah, that's a little inside baseball for people, but she spilled basically a full cold brew on the floor that's still there. There's a, still a gigantic. No way. Still there? Oh, yeah. There's a J.J. Watt size stain on the floor of the Arizona Cardinals Media Room. So every day after, after game day, uh, I get to see it. She she left a little reminder. Could, could we make an argument friend. that that's the stain that started this? Oh, it might be the season. That Maybe we got to get in there with some rug cleaner and, and yes. get this thing cleaned up. Send Michaela in there with some four and nine. Get that taken care of here. Um, all right. You know who else needs to take care of their shit? Mr. Cliff Kingsbury and Vance Joseph. They're getting dragged on social media, Bull yeah. Rock, as it relates to their game plan because everybody mm. has all twenty two. Everybody's got every which way angles of the game, which is great. We can hold everybody accountable. And uh, there were not some not so great statistics as it relates to Cliff and, and Vance's game plan. So this is per sports info solutions, the Arizona Cardinals league rate ranking on uh, using pre-snap motion effectively. Remember when everybody said, well, Cliff's going to motion Hopkins around. He's going to motion everybody else. Well, he's been in the bottom tier of the NFL 29th with pre-snap motion. Um, and then on the flip side, Isaiah Simmons, as you mentioned, Lined up at slot corner for Vance Joseph more than any other position Sunday. And over the last 12 months, the best way to contain Patrick Mahomes has been to avoid blitzing them, blitzing Mahomes. On Sunday, the Arizona Cardinals blitzed Mahomes more than he had ever been blitzed in his brief yet brilliant NFL career. Yeah. What you have to say Train. for yourself, Vance Joseph, as Patrick Mahomes threw for basically 400 yards and five touchdowns in what equated to three quarters. The, the, do, the do we watch tape? Player of the week. Yeah. 
It, it's. I thought they were going to run with a similar game plan that they did in Dallas. I mean, that was the mo on on Dak Prescott that if you if you blitz him, he he goes crazy, right? So they yeah, did. But Chandler Jones played for this football team, then. Well, I don't think he played in that game, right? Wasn't that when they were looking for pass rush help and they had Zavin and they had Duma KG active and Marcus Golden did didn't play. Chandler played. Okay, Chandler played. So they were, but they didn't blitz Dak, and they were able to get a good defensive game plan. I don't know what the hell Sunday was. It was just, it was brutal. It was it was up. You know, the execution terrible, and then the game plan just it didn't work. And uh, I don't know why they didn't back off of that, but. It, they just absolutely got dominated each and every way. There was two separate occasions where three consecutive drives, the Chiefs found the end zone. And, uh, you know, it's it's not getting it done. And it's one thing if Patrick Mahomes does it this upcoming week, if, if Derek Carr and that offense is able to get on a roll, then something's up. And you're right, you know, come week three, if they're 0-3, somebody's going to have to is, – is they're going to be looking for somebody for the reason for that. And I, I think – There's going to be a scapegoat. Yeah, I mean, there wasn't one at the end of last season when they fell apart. If for 0-3 start, it's very possible something like that could happen. Yeah, uh, so I, I'm i not blaming the media. Ian Keller saying don't blame the media. I love the fact that they call out teams on their BS. I think it's a, a healthy way now in today's, you know, NFL society that that we can, you know, analyze teams kind of objectively. Um, it, it, this is Cliff and, and Vance's responsibility. No reporter will ask him about that blitz. All right, Bill Brock, you're being challenged. I, 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 I doubt like that. I think somebody's going to ask, and if they don't, I will. I, I mean, I, that's not. I don't think that's unfair, and I think Vance will answer it. I don't know if you'll be satisfied with his answer, but I think somebody will. I was incorrect. I thought Vance was going to put together a great game plan. I thought he was going to allow the Cardinals to be competitive. Um, his game plan was bad. It was not good, and he needs more good outings because right now, as Bill Brock mentioned, if you're trending in the wrong direction, Cliff Kingsbury got a new contract. I'm pretty sure Vance Joseph, we asked Ian Rappaport, friend of the program on this in June. And when he came on with us, we can't confirm if Vance Joseph got extended, but I can tell you he's a hell of a lot easier to move off of than, than Cliff Kingsbury. Billy I Davis mean, coaches those linebackers, right? He's year to year. That's a guy who's good. At, I'm just going to say he's failed the Cardinals on multiple fronts, dating back to when he was their defensive coordinator. It, it, that would be if you you would be running a risk of him. Who who takes over the defense if something happens mid season? I mean, I mean, their secondary coach. I mean, that's the best part of their defense. They're the guy yeah. who has worked with the young with defensive Lennon. backs. Yeah, I don't think Michael Bidwell would fire Vance Jones. I don't either. It's it's something. They, I mean, they they tried desperately, even when it was with Mike McCoy as the offensive coordinator, not to make a move that season, and, and they did. They were forced. They forced their hands. So, I they were historically bad. I don't see yeah. the Cardinals defense yeah. being historically bad. No, that, that 2018 no. offense, they now, had no choice. The pre-snap thing. I mean. What do you think the reason is for that? Do you think that's just it's a Kyler issue? Do you think it's a personnel issue? I don't know. I think it's a Cliff. I think Cliff calls the plays. Cliff designs yeah. the plays. I mean, this is this is Cliff Kingsbury's offense for better or worse. And listen, I know we don't have all the horses in the barn, right? Rondell Moore is not available. DeAndre Hopkins, Antoine Wesley, I think is an underrated. I am very hesitant to judge the offense because of the injuries. Defense for the most part, outside of what is what it was supposed to be. Let's be honest. Like that everybody is guns a blazing. You got two top picks there at linebacker. Like this is, this is what they envisioned. Well, I, I think let's not sleep on the, who was available at cornerback and who wasn't. I mean, you had the freak yeah, action with Anto Antonio Hamilton. Yeah. And then Jeff the trade for Jeff Gladney passed away. They didn't expect yeah. that, but offensively, I mean, 
Rondell Moore is your wide receiver two, or excuse me, wide receiver three when Hopkins is back. But Hopkins is gone. So you're missing your wide receiver one, your wide receiver three, probably your wide receiver five and Antoine Wesley, right? You're missing your top tight end getting critical reps during the week and Zach Ertz. You're missing your probably your most consistent offensive lineman in Justin Pugh. Rodney Hudson took a dump this offseason and is trying <laughs> to play his way into shape right now. Like I have a little bit more grace. Now I won't this week if they come out and don't look good against a bad Raider defense, but I have a little bit more grace with the offense. The defense to me, I just I don't I'm I'm done hearing about it because let's let's play a little when, music to my ears at least and probably okay. Johnny's ears. We we talked to Kyler Murray today and he was talking oh. about the offense and you know they had asked him about Hollywood Brown's first game as the Cardinals and it was a decent game like four catches over sixty yards. He had the touchdown on fourth down, which was huge. I'm sorry, forty yards. He had forty yards. He had six targets. Uh, I liked Kyler Murray's response when he was asked like do you want to get Hollywood even more involved going forward? This was in his, his answer. Watch around, you watch around the league. You look at every, you know, all these guys catching, you know, 10 plus balls a game, getting, you know, 10 plus targets a game. How do you do that? You know, you got, you got to design it, scheme it up, move him around, stuff like that, which it's fixable. You know, he, I think he had four catches or whatever, but um, it's, it, it'll get better. Start me up. Let's go. <laughs> I want to see 10 targets from Hollywood Brown. I think that would ju- help justify, you know, the first round pick that they'd sent to the Baltimore Ravens in return for Hollywood Brown. Uh, I think that that would be huge for this offense. He looked good. He found space, something that we haven't seen in a long time in this offense and, and made plays. I mean, on fourth down, you know, I asked Kyler Murray about that play today and he said, you know, that was it. That was easy. That fourth down touchdown, me and Hollywood, that was easy because it was, it was, it was zero and I just threw it up to my guy and he came well, down with it. It was also garbage time. Can we, can we, it was, yeah, that? sure. But look, I, I mean, what do you want him to do? Play it differently? You, did, you, take, <laughs> you take what you can get. And I, the best part of the offense but is was it, when, when Greg Dorch and Hollywood Brown were running free. That was the only thing they had going on Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I, I'm all for Hollywood Brown getting more targets. And I agree with Arizona Animal. Forget about Rondell Moore. You know my position on Rondell Moore. I don't want to hear about Rondell Moore until he practices all week. And he's 100% good to go because I'm not taking reps from the from the two guys that are producing over him. Right. I don't need Rondell Moore in my life right now. I'm sorry. I, I just thought that Dorch did such a great job in a in, in just a short amount of time when when Kyler's facing an immense amount of pressure, getting open down yeah. the field. It wasn't just it wasn't those little bubbles or smoke screens or anything like that. It was it was him just beating his guy, finding open space, and and being able to make a play for Kyler Murray when he needed yeah. to. For those who are looking for slimmer glimmers of hope, silver linings, this Cardinal offense, when it's whole, will be elite. We all feel that way. DeAndre Hopkins, top three receiver, multiple tight ends, right? As long as people knock on wood on the offensive line, do not go down. They have too much talent offensively to just go in the gutter as the season progresses. Will the defense improve? We hope so. But even with Cliff Kingsbury's inefficiencies and lack of play design, moving people around, right? And we all wish the Cardinals would do more stuff in motion and vertical offense and enough of this horizontal crap. I, I do believe there's just there's going to be too much talent because that's where they invested all their funds. They spent their first and second round pick on offensive guys. Eventually, they're going to have to unleash Bull Brock, Trey McBride, and we're going to see Hopkins mm-hmm. come back in the best shape of his life, trying to earn thirty million dollars next week. And you know, Rodney Hudson eventually is going to get into shape. It'll be I, might I not be for another month, but we'll see. 
I asked Cliff today, I was like, what could Trey McBride do to be active on game days? And he said, he gave me the same answer he gave me on Sunday. He said, he's got to keep coming. He's got to keep developing. Come on, Cliff. I'm not, that, are you, you're concerned about that, right? I mean, well, I look like a jackass because I went on the DMVR, uh, Colorado State (laughs) podcast with my guy, Justin, who does a phenomenal job. And I'm like, Trey McBride's going to be a stuff for this team. I had Cliff Kingsbury tell me to my face that Cliff, that Trey McBride is not here to play special teams. That was at the start of camp when they had seen yeah, he's him. He's not here to play. Games. He's here. Yeah. <laughs> he's here to be inactive on here's, game days. Here's what screwed Trey McBride. Not his, through no fault of his own, the injuries at wide receiver and they're scrambling to replace all this garbage and the uncertainty with Zacher. It's like that. That does not – if everybody was healthy and ready to go, they could seamlessly allow Trey McBride to be on the roster. But I – like, also, Trey McBride had to play with Trace McSorley in the preseason. Can we get Trey McBride some targets from K1, please, and just see what happens? Cliff, you might be surprised. Let the guy flank out wide and throw him a couple passes. He is somebody on the roster right now with Hopkins out and Rondell Moore in the training room every day. Trey McBride is one of the few players that can give you yak. Like, I love Hollywood and Dorch. That's not their game. They get tackled immediately. They find a space in the defense, then they get brought down. McBride can give people stiff arms, can run through defenders. I need more of that because here's the problem. The Cardinals offense and defense, but let's focus on the offense. The margin for error right now is so small, right? And Kyler Murray has to take all of that ownership. Your defense is, is not playing well. Your offense, you know, guys can separate, but no one can get you yak. The offensive line isn't moving people. Like, you have to be perfect. And our GM, Saul Bookman, tweeted that out. Like, Kyler has to be perfect. And that's Mm -hmm. not fair. I know you're paying him $40-plus million a year, but, like, come on. Travis Kelsey, for at least for Patrick Mahomes, he's running through people. He's running over people. You know, Juju Smith is, is juking Isaiah Simmons out of his cleats. Trey McBride. Throw him a screen. Let's see. Let's see what he can fabricate on his own. I, I think we need to, to see that this weekend. Yeah, it'd be a legal play because he's not active. I just don't. I'm not. He's gonna. Not, you don't think he'll be active Sunday? If I had asked you right now, you he, think he'll be active? He told me the da- same damn thing. I and mean, what have we seen? Like what's what's going to change between Anderson and Max Williams? Look like garbage on Sunday. There's Their something PFF that we're not seeing. There, there's something that we're not. We're not privy to that. We haven't seen or not. They haven't seen. You watch every training camp practice, every preseason practice. I'm dumbfounded by it. Trey Wright has been easily the second best tight end. And look, he he can do things that Zach Ertz can't. Now, Zach Ertz is what, 31, 32? Yeah. He is their best vertical threat at tight. Like, I, I banged on Vance Joseph for not playing rookies. I got to bang on Cliff Kingsbury. I know. I did. Now, now you've got it on both sides of the football. You you had probably both rookie darlings from training camp and preseason. Maje Sanders and Trey McBride were inactive. That was even, that was shocking. That was that might have been the most shocking part of the day. Is I'm walking into our headquarters, ready to watch <laughs> the second half of the early games, getting ready for the show, and I see the inactives, and I get a text message from my father, and it just said, "What the fuck is this? <laughs> what the fuck, Cliff?" <laughs> You can clean it up. I'm sorry. My son told me I swear too much. I'm sorry, Hudson. I apologize. Oh man. It's uh it it's the only way that they change all this, like the the way we're talking about this team right now is is a win. The only thing that fixes all this, like the the uh, the head scratching inactives, the draft picks, you know, the guys that they've signed that can't stay healthy that are hurt. You know, the only way they change, you know, this negative narrative around this team is winning. 
It's it's the only way. Like otherwise, you're like, what the hell? What the hell's going on? It's not colorful. It's not creative. It's just it just looks dumb. He's like, you're drafting guys who aren't available, and you're you're signing guys who can't play and stay healthy. It's it's ridiculous. It's uh, but there's there's one thing that's gonna cure it all, and that's a it's a big dub against the Raiders, and they they've got the talent. And you talk about Kyler Murray. And like how much money he's making, but it's like on fourth down when the Arizona Cardinals offense finally was put in a position to maybe chip away at the Chiefs lead in the first half and they're driving and they have a a great play call dialed up and his top receiver falls down. It's just like what what do you want Kyler Murray to do in that situation? Hollywood's his top receiver. Dorch slipped. He's wide open. Well, wide open. And you know who you should blame for that? Rondell Moore. Because that's supposed to be <laughs> I'm being serious. Like Greg Dorch came to this team as a fringe free agent, right? A, a fringe like wide receiver six seven to start training camp. Yeah, fringe like, roster I guy. I can't complain about Ron or Greg Dorch not making a play against the Kansas City Chiefs when the game is on the line. I'm sorry, like that. That is not on Greg Dorch. Greg Dorch played his ass off. He competed. Uh, as you mentioned, limited reps. Rondell was getting all the first team reps up until like late Thursday. Well, not in the preseason game. I mean, Dorch played every single yeah, game. Yeah, but I mean, preparation snaps. for last week's game. That news about Rondell got who got hurt was on their last padded practice of the week. That was Thursday. Dorch yeah. really didn't get any first team reps. So I, yeah. I it, it, that's why again I'm not blaming Kyler Murray. I'm not blaming the skill players. Right? I you know it's it's a it's a it's a philosophical issue with the organization right now where I supported their notion of draft and develop, but we're at the point now, if you're not going to play the young guys, you need to go out and bring some external people in. Like yeah. every day in our mentions, it's like, where is Indomitian Sue? And where is Chris Harris? And where is Joe Hayden? And where, where is Will Fuller? I mean, they're, they're with us. They're on the couch. They're waiting for a phone call from Steve Kime. Steve Kime's bringing in street free agents that, you know, our fringe roster players. I mean, I, I do think, Bo, I'd be interested to get your take on it. I do think there are guys available, even in second week of the NFL season, that could help this team. Because as Howard Balzer tweeted out today, Cardinals, by and far, have the most injuries of any team in the mm-hmm. NFL. Have the most yeah. guys not practicing. So even though other teams aren't signing these players, like, hey, Cardinals, yeah, you got to get some bodies out there that can play and that have experience doing this. I don't need Joe Schmo from Panera Bread University that was with the Cowboys <laughs> practice squad last year right. that can come in and just fill out a roster. That doesn't help me, right? We got enough of those guys yeah. on the team right now. I mean, you got money to spend, make a couple phone calls, figure it out, because here's the problem, is the guys you're counting on, they're not practicing. They're not available. Yeah, I don't want to see that anymore. Yeah, you I mean, I, I, you, go ahead. I, I see a question in the chat. You know, why don't we trade Andy Isabella? It's just... Nobody wanted Andy Isabella. I'm the sure he was hurt right now. They were trying. Yeah, Andy wasn't practicing today. He has a back issue. I'm, you know, his, his the height of his value at this point in his career was after he ha- he led the team in receiving yards in the preseason. They didn't have any takers. So you know that that is what it is. And you know, come the time when De- DeAndre Hopkins comes back after week six, you know he might just. Why would you trade for him when you could probably just pick him up after they have to create. You know, roster spot after if Greg Dortch continues the trend in the direction that he's going, it's like it's an easy decision by then. Like, no team is going to give up any well, kind of asset for, for I think Isabel is more valuable to them than he is to another team right now because of the injuries. I mean, when the minute Rondell 
Mondale Moore went down, like is you couldn't do anything with Andy but keep him. And he and he ran a couple routes last week. They had Kyler tried to throw that one pass to him. Uh, he was playing a little outside receiver. <laughs> yes. I mean, Man, he was active. Just... He wasn't active at all last year. He was active on Sunday. That's I mean, he's getting we have, just, we have hit we have bought him out as far no, as no, this what is what the people want to talk about here for a and Isabella. He was out there hey. running routes. He was out there getting cardio in. Well, <laughs> that's that's our, that's what we're saying is a good game for him. He's out there breaking a sweat. I mean, he knows the offense, and clearly, if you don't know the offense or the defense, you're not playing. Ah asks, I'll pose this to you, Bo. Mm-hmm. What happens first? Cardinals sign a veteran cornerback, or Johnny finishes this this <laughs> piss beer that I have that I got from my garage. It's not. Look at this. This is not four peaks quality. There's no carbonation to this at all. This is something get me through this injury report, man. I mean, that's that's just like that. This team has driven you to drinking at whatever hour it is. It's not even five o'clock here in, in Arizona, and you're drinking <laughs> from your fridge. It's like it's probably expired. I don't you even know, know what you're doing. I've you, opened you gotta clean yourself up before this show, and my wife's just like. You know, what are you doing? And sometimes it's just for prop. It's not, you know, I don't do it often, but I do it for, for the people here. Uh, remember when I just Jose do it socially. Saying, yeah, this is good hanging. We're just looking for a good hang here on PHNX Cardinals. Jose saying, remember when we signed Suggs and he took the bag and then we and then went to play in the playoffs, shaking my head? I mean, go ask Jordan Phillips. He's about to do the same thing. I don't see a win on the Cardinals schedule, according to Craig Forum. <laughs> Well, that'd be interesting. Obviously, we aren't going 0-7, but I wouldn't be shocked with four. I mean, here's all I'll say about that comment. Cardinals have a tough schedule. They will win games they're not supposed to win. That happens every year. I mean, the Lions, as a double-digit underdog via DraftKings last year, beat the holy hell out of the Cardinals at Ford Field. It happens. And, I mean... It, the Cardinals did just play the Chiefs, with one of the best teams, if not the best team in the NFL. The Tennessee so, Titans... With Ryan Tannehill at their quarterback, speak on it. With very not getting a whole lot of games from Derrick Henry last year, were able to rebound after getting their doors blown off by the Cardinals in Week One. Like it's not this team is not that bad. It's not four win quality. It's it's frustrating. It absolutely is frustrating. But you know the the talent that they have at the quarterback position, it's not it's not four win caliber. I just I completely disagree with it. It's a daunting schedule, no doubt about it. And it was a bad performance week one that they absolutely have to, as Kyler said, it's a wake up call. And you hope that a lot of those guys are listening afterwards in in locked in at this point. I don't know what it was like this off season, this preseason, this training camp it didn't benefit them at all, at all. And hopefully that wake up call now now they're more focused. And we'll see better performances from each side of the fo- all phases of football for the Arizona Cardinals. I've been of the mindset Kyler Murray plays all 17 games every year. This is a playoff team, and I'll stand by that. You get 17 games of Kyler Murray, I think he does enough to get you in the playoffs. Um, and I think that's always been true, uh, yeah. dating back to, to his second year in the NFL. And he missed that start of that Rams game to get to them in the postseason. Um, I yeah. agree with Jordan yeah. in, the, in the chat. I mean, mentioning when they get Antonio Hamilton back or if Mullen is available, it completely changes how they can play defense. Like, you don't have to put poor Isaiah Simmons back at slot corner uh, for as many times as he did against the Chiefs and just get beat and beat and beat 
you got guys who are actually NFL caliber. I don't think Antonio Hamilton is CB2, like the job he won. But if you put him in a position to play outside and Byron Murphy inside, your defense looks a lot better and can perform a lot better than it did against the Chiefs on Sunday. I think Zayvon Collins, I said it yesterday, is going to continue to improve. I think he has a good game. Did you see Jordan Hicks the other day? I don't want to talk about that. I'm not, not great. I didn't that. think he played well. Oh no! He, look at his stats. No, he ran. He I saw a, a clip of him. Uh, Luke Braun, who covers the Vikings, he he put out a clip of Jordan Hicks just running into an offensive player, just running into him as the ball carrier wow. went the I, opposite way. I mean, he it's had a, I, he, he had. A, I think he had a sack and a forced fumble. Uh, okay. He looked good. That Vikings defense elevated him, and they just needed a grown up on their defense. Cardinals could use more of that. Here's what you can use, Bo Brock. How about this Hollywood Hills T-shirt fresh from the PHNX Merchandise Locker? Hello. Go get it right now, Hollywood Hills PHNX can we, Merchandise Can we get this locker. right? That's that's Camelback Mountain, and then that's the Hollywood sign. Correct. Don't ask questions. <laughs> okay. I just thought – calling it the Hollywood Hills, I, I think that that's – it's Camelback Mountain with Don't the Hollywood snob. sign. Don't be a snob. You're being a snob. Okay? <laughs> You're big time. You go to practice. You talk sorry, to players and coaches. Sorry to drink like two-year-old fridge beer or garage fridge beer. I'm every man, damn it, on the show, <laughs> and I'm going to buy this shirt, and you should buy it with me and rep it this weekend when we're watching our, our doing our watch-along at Four Peaks so we can all be pissed and angry together. Hollywood Mountain, <laughs> PHX, Scotty, PHX Scotty. I like it. Hey, Johnny. Yeah. I think you upset someone else too. I'm just going to roll a clip real quick. Oh, what boy. happened? Okay. What'd you just ask me? What's your favorite thing to do on PHX? Say bad words. Say bad words? Yes. Do I say a lot of bad words? Yes. 50. 50. Uh oh. Should I be fired? Yes. Johnny Venerable should be fired. All right. From my son. You've heard it here first. There it is. <laughs> we got people calling been fired we got people calling for vj's head kime's head cliff's head and now johnny venerable's head which means if i'm fired it's time to turn in my hat turn in my microphone (laughs) go watch paw patrol for the hundredth time today which you should do be sure to smash the like button on this show right now right below take your mouse take your cursor take your finger smash the like button subscribe to phnx sports on YouTube, you guys have been fantastic. Cardinals are letting us down week one. You were not letting us down. We're coming off our strongest month today. We're going to double down here in September. Find all of our content on our YouTube page. Subscribe to the podcast, PHNX underscore Cardinals on Twitter. Bo and I are back tomorrow, Bo, potentially with a little uh, Las Vegas Raiders interview. That's right. Yeah, we'll probably be talking about somebody who covers the team from the Raiders, and uh, we'll hear from Vance Joseph. You know, is somebody going to ask that tough question to VJ? You know, why blitz? Do it, do it, Bo. Man, up and do it. I don't think I don't think I'm going to have to be the one, but if if I have to, I will I will put on my big you know capital J journalism hat and ask that tough question. Bill Horton, Paw Patrol sucks much less with some four peaks. You heard it here, brother. That's a great quote to end this show on. We're back tomorrow. Vegas preview. Let's go. Peace.